CNBC has quick and easy to understand business news updates at the open midday and close every weekday. Markets, money, and more from Wall Street to Main Street. I'm CNBC's Jessica Ettinger. Follow and listen to CNBC Business News Updates wherever you get your podcasts. Options Action is brought to you by TD Ameritrade, where you gain access to research tools to help you sharpen your trading strategies. It's Friday, and that means it is time for Options Action. I'm Melissa Lee, joined by Carter Worth, Mike Coe, and Tony Zhang. Ahead on OA, Kathy Wood's ARK ETF getting taken to the woodshed before staging a comeback to finish the week. So can you use options on some of the hardest-hit tech names to more safely play for rebounds? Plus, is it time to go long in some of these other beaten-down stocks? We are driving into it in just a few. Those are hints, by the way. And check out today's big market bounce stocks rallying after a volatile week. The Dow jumping 466 points while the S&P climbed more than 2% and the Nasdaq surging nearly 4% higher. And while tech has been hit hard over the last few weeks, Tony is detailing a trade on one ETF that he thinks has seen enough punishment. Tony, what are you looking at? Yeah, Melissa, I'm looking at Kathy Wood's ARK Fund, which is down 78% since the February highs. And I think for traders looking for opportunities, this is now the time to pull the trigger for this ETF. If we take a look at a chart here, what the most important level to pay attention to is $35. That's where the ETF broke out in November of 2017, well before we were sitting here talking about Kathy Woods. And the stock has tested that level three times, the last time being the pandemic lows. So the fact that we've pulled all the way back to those levels, I think is now a time to potentially seek some long exposure in this particular fund. And I think we can use options to structure a simple way to gain some long exposure but also provide some downside protection. So the simple option strategy I want to use here is to go out to June of 2023, which is about one year from now, and I'm looking to buy the $43 call options. Those are options that are just about a dollar in the money. Earlier today, I can pay about $10.45 for this one-year option to purchase the, uh, the ETF at $43. That gives me a, a premium of about 23% of the ETS value. So I'm putting up a fraction of the capital, giving me some downside protection while giving me unlimited upside over the next year and about month or so for this particular bounce. Hmm. Mike, what's your take on this trade? And we have seen some of the components of ARC certainly have bounces and, and investors getting into some of them like Hood. What's your take on this trade and, and on ARC? Well, the first thing I would say is that, you know, we saw actually a flurry of bullish activity on the options in ARC around midweek. So just as it was taking sort of the worst kind of punishment, we did see people going in and buying calls, not as long dated as the ones that Tony is talking about, but we did see it. And I think really what was going on here is that, you know, there's just a lot of beta in this name. And I think people are looking at this as a potential opportunity to get some upside leverage on a bounce. That said, you know, I still think there's potentially a lot of trouble in in several of these names. It's true that they have fallen a great deal, but I, I don't necessarily think that all the punishment is over. If we take a look at a name like Hood, that's one of the names that you mentioned. That's a company that I still think faces some serious questions. Uh, Tesla is obviously the largest constituent and one that from an operational standpoint is doing exceptionally well, but the valuation remains rich there. So uh, I don't necessarily think, despite this big bounce, that uh, we're quite out of the woods yet for ARC. Uh, Carter, your take? Well, in many ways, it's 
the thing here is it's not idiosyncratic or specific, I don't think, to ARC, meaning the ARC genomics fund bounds just as much, or, or Tony's trade, the Asher uh, X-Trackers, or if you look at the biotech uh, XBI or the FXI, the China iShares. What we saw is a synchronized, simultaneous bounce in almost anything that was deeply, deeply bombed out. And so thematically, it's just about whether there's money flow. There was money flow out all week, very bad week. There was a little bit of money flow in today in almost everything. So, Tony, final word, and if you could just sort of address what Carter was pointing out in, in terms of, you know, why did you choose ARC over some of these other sort of measures of risk sentiment? It all comes down to the level that it traded down to. The opening print on yesterday was $35. That's the breakout level I was referring to back to 2017. Think about how far these stocks that are in this particular ETF have come since 2017 in terms of revenues, in terms of EPS. I think valuations here look attractive for some upside going out a full year. And I'm only spending 23% of the ETF's value at this near, near the bottom. All right. Well, the roller coaster ride for stocks has left virtually no area of the market untouched. But if you're hoping to use options to dip your toes back in without risking too much capital, the traders have some other names worth checking out. So, Carter, what are you watching? Well, we thought we'd try to maybe hammer home this point about it's not really what the security is. It's the setup. Take a look at a few charts here. This is a comparative chart of Ford Motor versus Intuit. Now, it's two colors, it's two lines. One has nothing to do with the other, but they're identical. How identical? Let's look at the next two charts. The first one is Ford itself. High of 1350, I mean, sorry, the close today, high of 2590, low of 1215, close today at 1350, a 53% decline over the course of four, five, six months. Look at Intuit. Exactly the same, 53% decline, a high of 717, a low of 339, close at 371. They have nothing to do with it. Look at the comparative chart again. We can end where we started. Sometimes it's about money flow. Everything, there are REITs that have been bombed out like this that have nothing to do with forward or into it. You get down a certain amount, you can play for a bounce. But again, it's not about what the business is. It's about technicals. Thanks for that, Carter. So, Mike, you've got a trade on Ford, Ford, which, by the way, got a double downgrade just this week from Wells Fargo to a sell. Yeah, so this is uh, an interesting case. So, you know, when we think about something like ARC, we're talking about high-flying names, sort of uh, future economy types of, of stocks. Ford, of course, is an old name and, you know, a legacy economy type stock. The thing is that it is trading at quite a big discount right now. It's trading less than 13 times earnings. Still, they do sell the most popular and a very high margin vehicle in the F-150. They have the Lightning coming out. That's uh, along with the Mach-E. These are oversubscribed. I mean, they're basically going to sell every one of them that they can build. And I think people are discounting basically the runoff for uh, ICE Automotive. And here's something else to think about. At the current valuation, Ford is trading at $470,000 of enterprise value per electric vehicle sold. That's just for their electric vehicle business. Compare that to about 780000 in enterprise value for Tesla. So to me, I think this one seems pretty cheap. That said, because I don't think all the damage is done necessarily, like Tony, I'm inclined to go out in time and dip my toe in the water by buying some longer dated calls. I was looking out to January of 2023. 
Now, I was looking at the those Jan 13 calls. I was actually looking at them yesterday. The stock was about 12 and a half, is up a buck today. So those are actually in the money now. Those would cost about $2.40 uh, per contract, and these represent uh, 100 shares apiece. So that's 2,400 bucks in total. But this is a way to essentially get some upside exposure if you're so inclined. I do own the stock. I do own January calls. Mine are higher strike, though, because I got into them uh, arguably a little bit too early. Tony, what's your take on this trade? Yeah, I think for traders that missed out when Ford is trading in that $13 to $14 range before it ripped higher, here is your opportunity to get back into some long exposure here for Ford. And as Mike said, the lightning is really where I think the largest value that we can see from Ford going forward right now. And if you look at valuations, the fact that you've had this 50% pullback really gives you a, a quite an incredible opportunity here. It's now trading at six times next year's earnings. That's about a 30% discount to its long-term historical average. While I don't think it's going to go anywhere near Tesla's valuations just because it's not the same from a tech and, and battery type company, but I do think there's a lot we can catch up here from a valuations perspective. This is a stock that really belongs in the 20, low 20s range. Uh, so using a call option like Mike is using gives you upside exposure, unlimited upside exposure. And that's really what you're looking for with an option strategy trying to pick a bottom here. All right, let's get to the other stock that Carter highlighted into it. So Mike, what's the trade there? Yeah, I mean, this is kind of another interesting case. If we take a look at the valuation for Intuit going back to September 1994, that's nearly 30 years ago, uh, the average valuation for this thing is about 36 times forward earnings estimates. Right now, it's trading 29 times forward earnings estimates. And we're talking about a company that's been growing EPS uh, at double digits, you know, not super high double digits, but we're looking at maybe 20%. EPS growth, this is growth at a reasonable price. And why are we seeing that? Because they cater to small businesses and small business creations have been exceptionally high. And so I think you've got a good underlying business. You've got a cheaper than average uh, valuation. We have a situation where a lot of these stocks have been oversold. And this is a less risky way to get, I think, you know, long any stock than going after the high flyers, which I personally think could have some more damage. So I'm going to use a very similar and simple trade structure. Again, just looking out to January when the stock was trading, you know, around 373 or so. I was looking at the January 380 calls. Those cost $51.50 a piece. Now, these are expensive options because it's an expensive stock. But when you consider that this is actually going to be representing 100 shares of stock, which would cost you $38,000. The $5,150 that this would cost is obviously considerably less than that. Uh, and the important point here is that if the market does continue to decline, if we start to see today's exuberance turn into next week's frustration and disappointment, this is not going to decline at quite the same rate as the stock will if we do see some further weakness. Of course, it's not going to, in the near term, participate quite as much either. But you know that's sort of the nature of using options. You get a little bit of convexity. You can limit your risk. Uh, and I think this is one way to do it. Tony, you like this trade? Yeah, because I think one thing that's underappreciated about Intuit is the recent transition that this firm has made to a cloud-based SaaS model. 
Michael's referring to 20% year-over-year EPS growth, but you combine that with 21% profit margins and the fact that it's trading at around that 26 to 29 times uh, next year's earnings, I think this is relatively cheap for this type of company, especially if you look at their peers. So the fact that you've pulled back to this very important technical level, $360 yesterday, that is the opportunity that I see to get some long uh, upside exposure. And Mike here is using a slightly out-of-the-money call option, one, because the stock is very expensive, expensive. So to lessen the cost of the call option, you can buy a slightly out of the money one here. He's risking 14% of the stock's value going out to January 2023, reducing your downside risk in a stock like this that is uh, still expensive from a price perspective and still not necessarily cheap from a valuation perspective. And I and, I, and uh, he was referring to using a convexity to your favor. Because he has a slightly out of the money call option here, if the stock continues to decline from here, the, 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 the delta on this particular option is going to reduce and actually have lower uh, downside exposure as it continues to fall. Carter, final word. Yeah, you're funny. You mentioned about the downgrade. So this is always ever thus. You know, think Wells Fargo downgrades Ford and the same day Morgan Stanley upgrades it. What do we do? Some have price targets of 23, some have price targets of 18. Let's stick with the charts. Okay. Coming up, we're taking a look back on one of Tony's trades that's deep in the green through two weeks of red. We got the details on how to play it. And for everything Options Action, check out our website, optionsaction.cnbc.com. While you're there, sign up for our newsletter. Much more Options Action right after this. Saturday, CNBC is your ticket to the annual Berkshire Hathaway meeting. Watch live on air or stream all the action at CNBC.com. Warren Buffett meets with shareholders, plus their questions, his answers. Becky Quick and Mike Santoli with full coverage from Omaha. Then re-rack the energy with highlights Monday morning starting on Squawk Box. The annual Berkshire Hathaway meeting, live on air and online, starts 9.30 Eastern, Saturday, CNBC. Welcome back to Options Action. A couple weeks back towards the beginning of the sell-off, Tony laid out a long trade on T-Mobile. Given this week's volatility, I think there's a lot of interest, if you will, in finding some level of safety. And by looking at a name like T-Mobile, which is generally speaking a more defensive name, and the fact that it's reported earnings, and the stock is down almost 7% here today, I think this is really an opportunity to potentially take advantage of some of this weakness, sell some volatility, and potentially, uh, again, find a little bit of safety in defense. So I'm going out to the June 3rd expiration, and I'm selling a one. 18, 124, 133, 139 iron condor here. I'm collecting about $3.17. There is still some time left on this trade, but it's uh, seems some very nice profits already. So Tony, what are you doing now? Yeah, so the stock after plunging that 7% is doing exactly what we're expecting, trading between that 124 and 133 range. And we also have seen implied volatilities come in quite a bit. At this time, if you've traded multiple contracts, I think it's time to close half the position and keep the remaining half open towards expiration and hopefully try to collect the full $3.17. All right, up next, we are hitting some of your most pressing options questions of this week. Do not go anywhere. More options action coming up.
Welcome back to Options Action. Time to answer some of your most burning questions. Our first fan has a question for the chart master. What do you think about Berkshire Hathaway? Big sell-off to the 200-day. Berkshire B specifically. Carter. Well, that's exactly what it is. And we have a chart that uh, we can talk about in the context of just your question. I mean, the point of a trend line is the point of a moving average. You can draw a trend line or you can automate the process. That's what a moving average is. The stock is sold off gently and quietly to trend, to its 200-day moving average, to its actual trend line. And in principle, it's a sell-off to a level of support where rebound potential is high. I'm a buyer. Hmm. Mike, what do you think? Look, I mean, this is a company that has a really stable cash flow positive business, and it has a big war chest and hasn't been able to deploy it. I mean, I think if there are any names that you would look at in an environment like this as a way to potentially start looking for some exposure, this would be it. All right. Here's our next question. I have been buying shares of semi-ETF SOXL from the 30s all the way down the 19s. I want to sell calls against them, but I'm not sure how to approach it. What strategy do you recommend when selling options? Tony. Yeah, so for this, you most likely would want to sell some cover calls. The rule of thumb we have here at Options Play is to go out roughly 30 days and sell about a 15 delta cover call. And the reason we use such a low delta for cover calls is because you want to prioritize capital appreciation of the underlying ETF in this particular case over income because that's the primary risk that you're taking when you're owning this uh, ETF. You want to make sure that you're paid for for the upside. But the one thing I will say is that when you're trading a leveraged ETF, these are not products meant for long-term holding. So if you do have the opportunity to get out of these trades, do them fairly quickly. Very good advice there. All right. Our next viewer asks, Dixie, the dollar index, near highs, it should crack at some point. I noticed there are ETFs like UDN and UUP, but they have liquidity issues. What's the best play here with options? Mike. Yeah. So uh, I can understand if you're looking at UDN, the open interest in UDN is not that huge, probably 22, 23,000 contracts. UUP, though, actually does have a lot of options activity. There's almost a quarter million open interest in there. And for the most part, the bid-ask spreads are reasonably tight. Here's an important point, though. Whenever you're looking at the options market, sometimes you'll see that the spreads are narrow and sometimes they're going to be a little bit wider. You can always use limit orders in that case. And if you're looking to make a bearish bet, I think you can keep it relatively simple because currencies don't typically move that much. So you don't have to spend a great deal of premium and you're trying to play for the trend. I was looking out to September, those 28 strike puts. When I was looking at that, those only cost a little over 70 cents a contract. So this is one of those situations where even though the underlying is not highly volatile, if the trend is in your favor, options can be a very nice way to play it, either because you want to minimize your risk or because you're looking for a little bit of leverage on your bet as well. All right. Up next, even more tweets on deck. Options actions back in two. Welcome back to Options Action. Time for some more tweets. Our next viewer asks, TLT is near critical lows and has started to consolidate with T, uh, TNX easing off. What's the best options play in case it bounces? Carter. Well, that's right. So in the event that yields do start to come off, TLT is your trade, the iShares 20-year ETF. And so what I would do uh, is buy the 116 calls for June, sell the 118s. That's a max gain of two bucks. You could put those on for 90 cents. So uh, more than double your money. And remember, uh, TLT was at 118 a day ago. Uh, it can jump there in a second. Mike, your thoughts? 
You know, uh, obviously we have GDP data coming out that comes out weaker than expected. That could cause bonds to bounce. We've got the PCE data right after that. That comes out lower than expected. That could cause bonds to bounce. Second week of June, you got the CPI data that comes in lower than expected. That could cause bonds to bounce. But the thing is, we've got inflation at 8%. We've got 10 years at 3%. Those don't reconcile. Those bounces, if we get them, are going to be very short term. All right. Our next viewer asks, in your humble opinion, what is the best way to play this market? Option spreads, leap options, or butterflies? Uh, Tony, why don't you take this one? I think it really depends on your experience level with respect to options. I think if you're a beginner and you're just starting out, buying some long-dated leaps like the one that we laid out here today on Intuit Forward and ARK are great ways to get long-side exposure with some downside protection. As you get a little bit more experience, you can start taking a look at spreads. In this particular environment, I would look at selling shorter-dated options against some longer-dated leaps that you purchase, such as turning them into diagonals, and take advantage of the elevated and volatility that these short-dated options currently see in the market. All right. Our next viewer asks, further upside for Netflix and Amazon? Good question. Mike. You know, I'm not surprised to see these two get a, a big bounce in here, but, you know, I'm not convinced about either one of these two. First of all, Amazon, we've had one of the best retail environments that we've seen in a long time, and Amazon's results were terrible. And as for Netflix, we were seeing a net sub loss. And so my question would be, you've got Netflix and Amazon, but why not Disney and Google slash Alphabet? If I was going to play in the space, I'd rather have the latter two than the former two. Carter, what do you think? Well, to some extent, these are beta trades now. I mean, these are singling out names that are some of the most bombed out. And it could be, again, a Ford Motor down 50%, Intuit down 50%, or biotech uh, or any other aggregate, they're all going to go up together if and as the current bounce continues. Hmm. So in the same bucket, Tony, would you agree with that? So a few weeks ago, I took an Amazon short on earnings and I had a price target of 2000 to the downside. We haven't reached that level yet. So I'm not a buyer of Amazon, but Netflix, we were a buyer of that yesterday in the 160s because this is a stock relatively that got hit very hard on subscriptions, not on revenue and earnings. So I'm a buyer of Netflix, not of Amazon. All right, time now for the final call. Last word from the options pits, Carter Braxton Worth. Playing forward and into it both for bounces. Tony Zhang. Trying to catch a, calling, a, a, a falling knife here with ARC, buying a long dated call option on Kathy Woods. Mike Coe. Not every stock is cheap yet, but some are. Intuit and Ford look that way to me. If you're looking to dip your toe in the water, buy longer-dated call options. All right, that does it for us here on Options Action. We'll see you back here next Friday at 5.30 p.m. Eastern time for another show. Meantime, do not go anywhere. Mad Money with Jim Cramer starts right now. CNBC has quick and easy to understand business news updates at the open midday and close every weekday. Markets, money, and more from Wall Street to Main Street. I'm CNBC's Jessica Ettinger. Follow and listen to CNBC Business News Updates wherever you get your podcasts.